Welcome to Coco Card Reading. This is your literary homegirl, Coco, and I'm coming with episode five of, of this podcast. And I want to go ahead and discuss Black sci-fi for the month of February. You know, it's Black History Month and everyone is blackity black and all of that. I just want y'all to keep that same energy for the rest of the year. Can we keep the same black ass energy for the rest of the year? And, you know, let it expand into unity between all of us and um, coming together to do great things because we're going to need each other. Like in my spirit, I feel like we have to come together because we're going to need each other. And, you know, not to go further into that, we're here to talk about books and not about, you know, the state of the world and society and all those things. Maybe in another podcast. <laughs> so, um, like I said, for this, for the month of February, uh, this month podcast, and this is a monthly podcast. Let me just make sure we know that's clear now that I have the formula, formula that I want and I'm getting the structure. If you've been with me during these, what, four months, I think I started in September, um, and this is episode five, so this is for February, and everybody that has rolled with me and been down with me and listened, I just want to thank everybody. If you've attempted to hit me up, I do have social anxiety, and I'm terrible at returning calls, text messages, DMs, all of that. Don't think I'm like a mean person because I'm not. Uh, that is something I'm working on. Um, I really do want that interaction with life. But, you know, if you have someone that has social anxiety like I do, it can be very difficult to, like, interact with people, especially strangers, because you never know. And anxiety is one of those things that, like, tells you the worst about people up front and you have to eventually learn how to um, stop listening to that voice in your head and actually, you know, you know, put yourself out there. So, I mean, one of the things that I want to do for 2020, 2020, the year of vision and insight is to be more social. And I do want to like meet people, interact with people, interact with people online, all of that. So if I did go ahead and unlock or reactivate my Facebook, so you can't find me on Facebook at Coco Lewis, is a picture of my face. I think I'm going to add a picture of my face to this, to the new cover of this podcast, if I can, for this episode. So yeah please just bear with me I'm so I'm not gonna say I'm so sorry because I'm trying to like stop saying I I am so sorry that's like my thing like and I'm trying not to say that as much you know I I got into the habit of seeing it every day at work and now it's just part of my nature it's so so weird So again, this episode, we're talking about black sci-fi and just to go over the structure of this podcast, 
Uh, we're going to talk about, you know, the subject. Then I'm going to talk about what I'm reading now and what I'm planning to read. And then um, Coco caught doing other things. So other things that I've been vibing to and doing since the last episode. So since January. And before I get all the way into this podcast, I just want to express my condolences about to Kobe Bryant's family, friends, um, and all the other victims of the helicopter crash. That was terrible. And um, even in my own life, like, I, I posted, you know, um, the time I did meet Kobe. I think that was 97 I met Kobe. He was, like, 18. Because, you remember, he went straight from the league. And I <laughs> I was a kid at, in, at risk. Like, that year, um, I was trying to, I was in eighth grade. And I was trying to figure out my life. Like, figure out my identity because... I, I was a like a I was a bad kid like I'm not even gonna lie I was like a bad kid I skipped school did criminal activity but I was super smart and being super smart and also being a living that like a criminal life or having that wild life at that time it was hard for the people in my life the adults in my life to be able to handle that and my mother being under pressure with her job she was going through a lost uh, lawsuit or case with her job uh, with discrimination case her job at that time so it, and she was like super stressed out so it was kind of hard for her to deal with that and you know I swallowed my feelings I had about the passing of Kobe and his daughter Gianna and the seven other passengers and the pilot, of course, um, I swallowed that. And it wasn't until I listened to, which I kind of thought was kind of ridiculous, like listen to it initially was ridiculous. Listen to the um, communication calls and how it just went silent. And I totally had a whole emo- emotion about that. So I do want to go ahead and express like my sadness about that I'm a Pisces I'm an empath I'm a super sensitive empath and I think that's what gives me social anxiety because I can I experience people's emotions before um I even like they say one word to me I already know and so yeah I try to try to stay away from those things but here we are so now that that's done over with, I went on that rant. I done wasted seven minutes of y'all time just rambling. Let's go ahead and get into this episode. Black sci-fi slash Afrofuturism is probably hands down, not probably hands down, hands down, 
my favorite genre. And that's because Octavia Butler. She is the goddess. She is the goddess of black science fiction to me or African science fiction to me. Um, like, find, like, I don't even know how I came across Wild Seed. I have no clue. I know I bought the book or it was given to me because it was mine and it wasn't it didn't come from a library at that time. <laughs> no library would allow, would allow me to, um, no library would allow me to get a book. I mean, like, to get a library card because I had, like, tore that that opportunity up so somehow while I remember those two books that like kind of fell into my lap one I can specifically remember going to get it and picking it up but that's not that was Egyptian mythology and the laws of my odds and that book is gone out of my life but then Wild Seed fell into my lap I had to be maybe 15 years old at that time and that book changed forever changed my reading or changed how I read and what I like to read and it just kind of like threw me down the rabbit hole of black sci-fi because before then like I had read Brave New World, Fahrenheit 451 and loved those books but with those books I didn't really see myself as a black person you know as I didn't see in Brave New World, it felt like black people's gonna be betas. Even in the movie, one of the, you know, main guys is a black guy. He was loosely black, okay? I don't wanna go into that. But, you know, um, I really didn't see black people in those books, and those books are like very, important like very important to me I didn't but I didn't see I can see the black perspective in those books even if some of the characters were black or you know Hispanic but yeah um but while C fell into my lap and while C there's this book about a woman and she meets a guy and she has these powers and he has these powers and he kind of like manipulates her like he manipulates her for a very long time and then she just gets the courage to just get away and it's amazing like she was an independent woman and she was like very like very independent starting out like she was the woman in the village she did the herbs she did all of that and then she meets this guy and he kind of like she sees herself in him she sees you know and it's it deals with relationships but it also deals with I think when you have powers or um powers or abilities that it kind of make individualize you and so yeah so she meets this guy they run off they do their thing, like, she, you know, is very, the book has really, she, like, I love, uh, what I love about Octavia Butler is that her pacing is good, it's never, like, 
moments in her books. Like I was reading Lita's Prude series and I read Dawn and I was reading that with my friend and like him and I going reading this book together and it was like the pacing was good. It was easy for us to discuss different parts. It was like easy to just like conversate and break break it down and apply it to our lives and the dog ignore the dog barking <laughs> you can hear it. um one day i am definitely going to get a, a podcast mic um that's on my like birthday wish list i'm gonna tag the birthday wish list in this podcast in case any any about anybody listening that wants to buy me a, a, a gift um but yeah, like, so once I was introduced to um, Octavia Butler, it kind of threw me down a rabbit hole. I ended up reading Wild Seed and the Pattern Master series, that whole series. I've read Parable of the Sower, Parable of the Talents, Kindred, which that is a great series. I think that's the most easiest digestible series that she has that people can read now like if you are a new person coming into or just discovering uh black sci-fi starting with kindred parable the sword parable the talents that is a great like intro to black sci-fi um far as classic sci-fi because you know, she is like, like I said, she's a goddess. She's an old school. She's, I mean, she's an ancestor at this point. And um, so it's like her her writings are from the 80s, 90s, I think some 70s too. Um, but her and I would say Sam Delaney, which is a, Sam Delaney is a trip you like I live in Maryland now but I used to live in Vegas you kind of need to like smoke some herb make a weird weird cocktail or something to read Sam Delaney Babel 17 I love that book I love that book but it was a trip and yeah it was a full-blown trip but it was a great, is a great book. Um, other OGs is, is Charles Sanders. So um, I, I'm trying to think if I ever read his Charles Sanders. I, I think I want to, I think I have Imago, Imago on my to read list. So I need to go ahead and get that, work that in here because that's been on my on my list probably since I was like, 17 years old I need to get that book read but books I want to read is probably thousands um so like yeah uh those are like OGs you know are I believe Sam Delaney is still alive so he's an elder I believe Charles Sanders is still alive who's an elder in the black sci-fi community and also you know, Octavia Butler, who is an ancestor now in as far as black sci-fi. Now, I want to go over, you know, um, people that's doing it now. People that don't get enough love to me 
and are making great works right now or has been doing great works in general. Um, Yeah, so I feel like these people don't get enough love or they're really great. They're people that's been writers, black sci-fi writers for a long period of time, you know, and that's like N.K. Jemison. Um, 100,000 Kingdoms, that was a really good book. Like, I had to read it twice, though. I had to read 100,000 Kingdoms twice because it was, like, a trip. Sometimes, what I like about N.K. Jemison and the 100,000 Kingdoms is the world-building she does a tremendous job with world building to the point that it was like she was um, there's an inner kingdom and outer kingdom and you know those going through transitioning back and forth between those it was it was a little trippy to me but it was really enjoyable I really I don't remember how what I gave um Hundred Thousand Kingdoms. I should probably should look that up <laughs> while I'm uh, talking to you guys. Um, yeah, Hundred Thousand Kingdoms. What did I give this? And this is part of the Inheritance series. I think I wanted to. I gave. I do have the other books on my on my to read list, but like I said, my to read list is thousands long. Um, at this point, uh, is Hundred Thousand Kingdoms. I gave it four stars on Goodreads. It was a really great book. I mean, it was a really great book. And like, um, even though she, the writer, is a African American woman, the main character is not. So, like, the whole idea, and I, and I do like the way that black sci-fi writers do this, because we already have to, like, black sci-fi writers already have to have a expansive world. Like, anybody that, that writes about uh, alternative universes, alternative realities, and this goes into the comic book world too. I had a question, I had a conversation with someone about that because you're talking about, we're talking about Marvel and Stanley. It's around the time that he passed. When you write sci-fi comic book universes and multiverses and, and things like that, most of the time you have to look beyond race. Sam Delaney did that with Babel 17 because I believe the main character is a white guy, but it was the way you are, he's able to write these different types of aliens and things like that is because you have to have a worldwide view. You can't just have a narrow black people only. If you do, there's nothing wrong with that because I believe everybody is a book called once upon a time in africa i haven't read that book but again it's on my to read list but the author balagon ajetade yes <laughs> i probably slaughtered his name 
fall for these things. But, um, you know, uh, his book, Once Upon a Time in Africa, I don't, I'm not sure if it has any people of non-African descent, but, you know, something I, I look forward to reading, reading it. Um, he's one of those authors that don't get enough love either because that, that book came out in early 2000s. Um, other people like Tananarive do. Okay, I got. I told. I have to geek out on Tana Naribdu because she has the. I be. I believe it's called the Living Blood series, and it's. I got the. Um. I got the book <laughs> when somebody was allowing me to. Uh, one of the libraries at that time, I was probably, oh man, 19. And I think the library was giving um, amnesty <laughs> for people who had <laughs> racked up, giving amnesty. And I got a library card. I was like 18 or 19 and uh, they gave me a library card don't understand why but they did and one of the books I got was my soul to keep no I had to be in high school because I remember going to school shook it after reading I believe sorry the dog is barking again he's going crazy I'm dog sitting dog sitting and um it was I don't want to say it was my soul to take I think it was living blood so this is like a black vampire series it is the whole concept of the immortals it may be the mortal series I believe it's called the mortal series oh my god but the whole concept of them like they became vampires quote-unquote but they don't like suck blood but they became immortals by drinking the blood of Jesus like and the whole thing that goes down with that like these people that stole the blood of Jesus when he died and how you know one side does one thing and the other side does another thing it is fantabulous oh gosh if you like because it's not, you know, they call they call it vampires, but they're really not vampires. I do believe it's called the Mortal Series, to be honest. It's uh, My Soul to Take. And then, um, oh, man, what's the name of it? My Soul to Keep, I think, is first. Blood Colony is the third book. Um, and My Soul to Take is My Soul to keep is book one the living blood which is the first one I read is book two and I had to look this up because I wanted to get it straight book three is blood colony and then book four is my soul to take I haven't read my soul to take because I cannot take it I cannot because that's I believe that's the last book in the mortal series and 
I am not ready to be done with this series. I like the space that I'm in right now between the first three books. But I know I read the first like 100 pages of My Soul to Take and I was just like, I'm not ready for this. (laughs) I'm not ready. (laughs) The book is 400. Like all of her books are very good size books. 400 page around 400 pages they're really good sized books these are like if you are a medium speed reader take you about eight hours to get through the books um i'm not sure they're available on audio it'd be interesting to see who reads them if they are because that'd probably be dope um uh uh, Nalo Hopkinson. Okay, so this is the girl with the... I want to get her uh, book title correct. I read this book. The Brown Girl in the Ring was the book I was exposed to her by. Uh, by. I haven't read anything else, but I remember Brown Girl in the Ring was so dope. This is, and I read it before I got on Goodreads, so I don't, you know, I don't remember how I rated it at that time. At that time, it was just me journaling in my diary. Again, I'm a Pisces. I journal. (laughs) I journal, posting notes, all of those things. Um, I don't remember how I rated it, but I know that I really enjoyed that book. It's to the point that I always remember it. You know, and that was a really good book. Um, I haven't read anything else by her, but I definitely need to. Um, I definitely need to. And she does, she's expanded to graphic novels, like writing graphic novels. Like she, uh, so she's one of those people who her and Nanedi Okafor have expanded their sci-fi to graphic novels and comic books, which I think is super dope um, because it changed because the to expose people to black sci-fi, they have changed their tactics, which is great. And yeah, I'm all over that. Um, who else is on my list? Oh, L.A. Banks. Okay. So, one of those experiences, um, I am a budget shopper, and one of the things that I've done, I like to do is go to the, go, I scavenge the Dollar Tree book section, and in the Dollar Tree book section, wouldn't you believe what I seen was the ancestors. I bought, like, I think they have five copies. I bought five and just started giving them out to people because it has L.A. Banks, stories by L.A. Banks, Tananarive Du, and Brandon Macy. And I was like, yeah, I need this book. I need to give it to other people because this is when I was like only, pretty much only read Black Sci-Fi at that age. I think I was like 22, 23. You want to yeah, I page? went ahead and read. Don't listen to Alexa if y'all can hear that. Alexa's whack. So 
So I got The Ancestors by L.A. Banks, Tanana Redu, and Brandon Macy. And this book is still to this day on my bookshelf because I can hop in that book and read a story at any time. It's a collection of short stories. Yeah, L.A. Banks is dope. She does like vampire books, like true vampire pirate books. I think it's one. She got a a uh, series. Maybe I think it's called like the Huntress or something. Huntress series. Yeah, it's uh, it's a black vampire book. It's dope. Um, I mentioned Nanetti Okafor already, but she is dopeness in flesh in flesh um the things that she's doing she's uh doing have been doing comic books with um Ta-Nehisi Coates um she is just been doing a thing like if you were looking for somebody that's hot in um at black sci-fi her you gotta hit her you gotta like Reheard the Benty series, so I believe that the Benty series is up for op- is optioned for either a limited series or for a movie or for a television series. I don't think it's for a movie because it's it will be like I can't see Benty and the book Benty books being a uh, movie. I truly believe it would have to be. Um, a TV series or limited I can really see a limited series but they would have to t- throw a ton of money at it like throw money at Bentes to make it great because the world and the the world that Nanetti had uh, set up in those books is really great like you and is she's so good at storytelling that you feel like you there you know um so she has Benty Benty home I believe it's home going and then uh masquerade Benty home and masquerade she also has another series which I haven't read because I read all the Bentys like I read all those are really short books and I like read them all I read them like one day and I was out like all of them and I gave I gave them all five stars like like I gave them all five stars and it's like one of those series I I would even go back and reread if I could um she is a Nigerian American so like even just had being a uh a because that that is a that's actually dope because and I never knew she was I just read it because I'm looking here I never read it I mean a lot of people take on African names and um after like consciousness so but I never put that together but yeah she's Nigerian American um I've been hearing a lot about the Akata story I think she broke them up though into Akata the witch and the other one is like Akata the warrior yeah, she is, I hear a lot of people talking about that in my nerd book groups, <laughs> my black nerd black book groups, you know, um, I hear a, a lot of that, but I am 
she is the one that's keeping pace, keeping the pace going. Like she's keeping the stories going. She's kicking them out. Um, I'm, I've been really, really enjoying her books. Like really enjoying her. I, I really enjoy the Bency series, and I always. And I'm gonna throw somebody in here that he is Hispanic. He's not black. He's Hispanic, but the definition of black and Hispanic people merges due to colonization and slavery. So he is a darker skin tone Hispanic man. And it's Daniel Jose there. And the Shadow Shaper series, I need everyone to pause this podcast. Go to the e-media section of your library. Type in Shadow Shaper. S-H-A-D-O-W-S-H-A-P-E-R. Shadow Shaper. Request that book. Request that book. And then hit me up on Instagram or Facebook and tell me what you think that series is so dope and the third book had just came out the shadow shaper legacy i haven't read it yet it is on my list i'm going to read that book this year it's like three books that i said i'm going to read this year and that i'm having a brain fart so i'm only thinking of two right now and that's because one doesn't release until like november september november but Shadow Shaper Legacy came out on January 7th and then uh, Terry McMillan's new book comes out I think on my birthday I think on my birthday and somebody who loves me should definitely definitely give me that book for my birthday straight up Um, so those are like people that like have been in the game for a while. They've been, you know, pushing uh, black sci-fi forward, keeping the momentum and exposing people to it because um, Nanetti Okafor is actually, she's doing the adaption of Wild Seed with Viola Davis, which is because Wild Seed is a whole experience. Octavia Butler is like an OG. Not tell you, she is the OG of. She is my favorite author, and I'm always gonna geek out over her. Period. I'm always gonna geek out over Octavia Butler. I here I go geeking out again. You know, that's how it goes. <laughs> discuss newcomers people that are like just getting their like foot in the door in the past few years and the number one person I want to I it's three people and it's women like what's crazy is that 
most of these sci-fi writers are women is our black women and we're doing the thing we're doing the thing we're telling stories we're lacing it with real life so that you know we're able to connect with these characters because look Tommy Adeyemi and Children of Blood and Bone whoo I I play the Sims too I have named a sim after every single one of those characters. Inan, Inan is a witch, is a sorcerer in my sim game. Um, Amari has is like the child of like this the snobby child of one of my sims. Um, Zaley is a dope as. But like botanical person in my Sims game, but not in the book. These, <laughs> um, their book characters and their Sim characters are totally different. It's just like you know, I'm one of those people that's definitely going to. If I ever have a child, I'm definitely going to name my child after a book character in one of my books. So my child can have a weird name from one of the books that I've written straight up. And yeah, tell me at Yeme is does Children of Blood and Bone and just released last year Children of Virtue and Vengeance, which I am halfway through. Um, when I go over like what I'm reading and what I'm want to read I'll go ahead and tell y'all more about that um River Solomon which a very buzz book and I have it I bought it for myself for for Christmas is The Deep and The Deep is about black mermaids and the black mermaids are the people who threw themselves overboard instead of going into the uh transatlantic slavery and so they end up learning how to breathe underwater and became mermaids. Yeah, so that's, I'm super excited for this book. I'm like trying to get through the books that I have so I can get into that book. And that book is not long. I believe it's maybe like 200, 200, 250 pages. I'm so ready for that book. Um, I just need to get through the books that I, I'm in now. Um, let's uh, get Tasha Womack. With Tasha does she does she's on my list, and I don't remember what book I had for her. Oh, Afro. She has a collection, Afrofuturism: The World of Black Sci-Fi and Fantasy Culture. That has been on my list. That I believe it came out in 2013. It had to be on my list, on my to read list since then. And it's something that you know what? I need to sit down, get the book, and read the book because you know it's been on my list for a long time. So it it has is a collection of books from different authors, but also she has books in there so I'm excited to read that that's on my list 
but she has another book. Ah, oh, what book that that is on my list too is Rayel. 2211 or something like that. Let me read. Let me pull it up. Rayla 2212. Um, So that is on my list of books to read. I am super excited to get into that. Um, So those are like three people that I'm aware of. Keep in mind, there's probably hundreds of other people that I didn't mention being vets or OGs that just didn't like click in my mind because basically I I don't really do research for these episodes I really take my person like my personal uh who I've read like books I've read books that I want to read type um type of situation oh women in the woods I wrote that down too like I think I think Milton Davis and the woman in the woods I'm not sure if I would like kind of throw him as a vet or into the newcomers but women of the woods is on my list I would love to read more sci-fi from black men because I feel like the black male perspective is much different than the black woman perspective and and I can base that off Babel 17 versus Dawn by um, Octavia Butler those are both out in space books I Babel 17 is almost like a um the foundation series by Isaac um uh, I always t- take it uh on his name every single time is a guy who made iRobot Isaac Asimov so it's kind of like the foundation series like I read the foundation series I think not foundation series I read foundation period because that those books are long and drawn out and it is like super duper but you know he's not um he's not a black writer so we're not going to go into that (laughs) but he is a og in in sci-fi in general and being that he was i feel like russians despite their history are more inclusive than American white writers that's just my theory and so I read the foundation series it was a really I I gave it five stars but the book I let me see let me just look and see how many pages that was it's 244 pages so really shouldn't have been that long but I felt like it was forever Maybe because I, I listened to it on an audiobook, um, but it would, went on forever. So, other, I'm just gonna throw it out there while we're here. Other sci fi books that are non black that I really enjoy because science fiction books are very, it's very obscure sub genre of reading in the first place. Mystery, romance are like, tops and just regular literary fiction that's what people tend to gravitate to 
I want to encourage people to look into black sci-fi because I look into sci-fi in general because it changes your perspective about life about society when you read science fiction because it's a different world it exposes you to a different world a different reality and that hasn't it it has no choice but change who you are and that's how I feel about going into comic books and how I really think that we should read more comic books especially if you read like those old Marvel and the multi-universes and things like that I love that stuff but also I like Dune which Dune to me is a really great story but it's not diverse it's not inclusive it just everybody I just just like in the movie I've seen everybody's white period I don't see anybody as could be anything but white um Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy I love Douglas Adams again this I have a love of sci-fi like to me Black sci-fi is my major genre, and just white sci-fi would be a subgenre. Um, but yeah, Douglas Adams. I read. I think I read every single one of his books. I read Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, The Restaurant at the End of. Let me see his books. Let me see how many books I've I've read by him. And. I don't, I don't know if it's because he is a English or, or British author that his perspective, like, I feel like it is a little bit more inclusive than you, uh, than most white writers, but uh, da, 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 it was, and they, you know, he's recently passed in a, in a few years. So I haven't read so long at Thanks for All the Fish because, no, that's not the one. What's the one that just came out? Because um, I read that one. I'm like, I'm looking at that one like, y'all, I read that one. But he has one book that was published right after he died. It was like an unfinished work. I can't bring myself to read that because I read the, the restaurant at the end of the galaxy and... I read Life, the Universe, and Everything. Like, bruh, those books are so good. So good. Like, the whole Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy series. I haven't read every one because there's five or six, I think, and I've only read those three. So, yeah. I am, like, I read the Hitchhiker's Trilogy. I guess you can put that. Um... But that was, that was dope. Like, that is dope. I, let me see. What else have I read that is black sci, that is sci-fi in general? So I, I mentioned Foundation by Isaac Asimov. I read a book by, what is her name? She is like, oh yeah, Fahrenheit 451. That's one of my favorite books. Um, Brave New World is one of my favorite books. I guess I read American Gods for January. I guess that'll be um, 
sci-fi. So what is so crazy is that black sci-fi is dominated by women. And then white sci-fi, your mainstream sci-fi, is dominated by white males. Interesting. That's super interesting, that dynamic. Because I'm just, like, every book I said I like, I'm like, oh, that's a, that's a white man. <laughs> um, I'm not really... In, I'm not even going to that. <laughs> not gonna go into it. So that is that is the that is the topic portion of this podcast. I'm just gonna quickly run through books I read and books I'm reading, planning to read for February. And yeah, that is. like so January was really intense like with everything that's been going on in the world in my family like my niece was like seriously ill my mom had pneumonia and being that she's 65 like it made me like have to like wrap my mind about around you know my mom being kind of like elderly you can't tell her tell her that she's still not 35 <laughs> and can do whatever she wants and um but in reality she is 65 and she's hit that corner like she retired and then got pneumonia so it was like a lot to like handle for me emotionally and mentally my niece was sick so I read three books for January which is under my four to five book goal um and part of that is because I read one of the longest books I've ever read in my life and that was American Gods <laughs> I read because I recall reading American Gods over like a month with some friends from college like shortly after I graduated I remember reading that but when I watched this series of my friends I couldn't remember what exactly the book was about like I couldn't tell you what the book was about and so I ended up reading it again after watching I think two seasons of the of the show and the show it's one of those shows that's better than the book but the book is really good too so um yeah I read American Gods which is like 600 pages so that's kind of like two books <laughs> and at the same time for my for my book group we were trying to read Virtue Children of Virtue and Vengeance by Tommy Ayodemi and that is not an easy read at all so everyone was behind I would ha- I would read chapters and would have to go lay down <laughs> lay down and let my mind process it my friend my cousin who listens to this podcast and she's gonna get probably get mad I mention it here but 
she wants me to refrain from spoilers because I kind of want to geek out and tell y'all about this book and tell y'all why I need to have a whole entire nap. Like it was early into the book and I was like, you know what? I don't even take naps, but I can't process this. I can't believe this happened. This is the beginning of the book. What is going on? You just took my mind for a spin and I thought it was going to be totally different. And then boom. This is what it is. If you read the book or, or reading the book, you know what I mean. If you read book one and then you read book two and you see this happen at the beginning of the book, you just like, oh my God. I just wanted to hop on my leponaire and just run away like and hide because I'm a, I definitely would be a magi. As, as sensitive and like weird as I am I definitely know I'll be a magi like cause you can definitely yeah I'll definitely be a magi so I'll just hop on a leponaire a panthenaire what you know whatever weird animal I got cause I'm a, I would have a weird animal and ride off into the sunset be somewhere else man that book is like and I can't wait to get done with this episode so I can read some more of it. Like, <laughs> I really, I really want to get this book and I'm enjoying the pace and I'm enjoying the book, which is great. Um, I read, also read, uh, I read this with Mocha Girls Read, the book club, and I read Sula. So Sula, whew, that book is deep. Like, Toni Morrison is an OG, a vet, and now an ancestor for a reason. She makes genius literary fiction. I don't consider her like a black writer, black author. She makes literary fiction. She makes mainstream literary fiction, but it comes from a black American perspective. Her books, it's talking, and just keep in mind, all of this, one, the book is set in Ohio. I'm, I'm a Cleveland girl. I was raised in Cleveland, born in Houston, raised in Cleveland. Fifth Ward baby, Cleveland kid, Cleveland bred. And my, and to see, it's almost, when I read her books, the ones that are, are set in Ohio, it's like, learning my regional geographic history at the same time because medallion ohio truly exists in fact getting like at the beginning of the book i was like yo i i'm one of those people that want to like is this a real place was this a real city and it was a real city and it's been gentrified since then and they talk about it being gentrified at the end of the book oh spoiler spoiler i'm so sorry but Sula was a book about black women experience, the changing of times at that time, because at that time, it's talking about post-slavery, post-antebellum Ohio. And Ohio has a very complicated history with slavery. Um, back when they taught <laughs> at my school, like, okay, let me preface this. I grew up in a majority black neighborhood. 
I grew and it was black middle class. I had black teachers. Most of my teachers were black. When we talked about history, we talked about black history. And I, I understand that now as an adult, that is not everybody's experience. But until I was in college, I thought everybody had black teachers, black community, middle class community, black people doing things. I didn't realize that people, I knew I had cousins that was in the hood. I didn't know that their teachers was white because that's not something we talked about. And I didn't understand people having majority white teachers growing up because I had majority black. That was a revelation for me. So in school, we talked about the complicated history that Ohio had with slavery, racism, and oppression. And so to read about that and to read how things are, and this is a more rural part of Ohio, like outside of Cleveland, Columbus, and Cincinnati, Ohio is farms and rural. Don't let anybody fool you. It is very much racist. In fact, Ohio's a red state. So it's very much racist. And like I said, that complicated history with race relations is, uh, is there. And she illustrates that. So I think that that book is a great book for people to read now because it talk about the black woman experience, the black women relationship to men and under oppression, and also the human experience. Like Sula, I could, oh man, I wanted to punch her in her face. And I know if I was there, Oh, I probably would have put my paws on her, okay? I probably would have beat up Sula if I was there. That's just me. I probably would beat up her, her and her mama. Would probably tow her up. But I really felt for every single character. I felt for her at the same time. I felt for the Deweys. I felt for everybody. So that is, is a very quick read. Um... I, one day, one year, I'm going to make, read all Toni Morrison books, um, read all Toni Morrison books over, reread, because I've so far have read Sula, Tar Baby, Song of Solomon, uh, I think The Bluest Eyes, yeah, I think I read all of those books, but, you know, she had, I, I want to reread Song of Solomon, um, I read Tar Baby last year. Um, I didn't read Paradise. I read Home. I read Home when it came out. That book came out. That and God Bless the Child. It came book came out in 2012. And all all Toni Morrison books are like 150 pages. Like you can just sit down, read those in a couple hours, and be done. Uh, God, God helped a child. I read that book. That one is like 178 pages. That book came out in 2015. I read that book too. I read those books when they first came out. Now, again, Toni Morrison is literary fiction, not African American fiction, because her books surpass that. They surpass the boundaries that is put on literature. 
and I want more people to read her like she is a a goddess like I kind of I've been thinking about like yo having like Toni Morrison little shrine giving her her day like (laughs) and (laughs) her birth name and my birth name are the same my birth name is Chloe her birth name is Chloe I remember geeking out about that um it had to be in some time in school because I was doing a report on her. Um, I have the type of mom, shout out to my mother, that all every single project <laughs> we do, unless they give us a certain person, it had to be black or on a black perspective. So, and next episode, I'm, I'm going into that really deep. It's, that's going to be a shorter episode because it's just going to be a story time and talking about that type of stuff. Um, but yeah, I, did I read Beloved? I think I did read Beloved. I think I read, I think I did read Beloved. I remember reading Beloved because I remember being traumatized by Beloved. Yeah. Yep. I read that. So I read Sula. I read American Gods. And then I wanted to sneak in one more book. So I kind of like did this book two ways. I got the audiobook and the ebook of this book. And this book has really, I, uh, I can't understand sometimes the popularity of books after I've read them. So I read Vibrate Higher Daily, Live Your Power by Layla Delia. I hated this book. I gave, I was, I, even in my review on Goodreads, I said three stars is being generous. I was being generous with this book. Oh my God. I was so annoyed. Like you ever, and it's, the crazy thing is that this book is pretty short. It's two, well, no, it's 240 pages. <sighs> And I don't understand how she got Bonnie Turpin to read, to narrate this book. I was so disappointed in this book. This book is like being conscious for beginners. Consciousness for beginners. It does not like the way she was like the first step is to eat different change the way you eat don't tell you how to eat just change the way you eat you know what cut people off people that are not sometimes you got to separate from yourself it don't tell you how like you keep I am one of those people that I like I'm I'm my disc personality if any of you are my dispersonality is I have a perfectionist pattern so I like procedures I like order if you know me when plans don't go right I'm either freaking out and melting down or I'm perfectly quiet because I'm strategizing INTJ archetype architect personality type with the Myers-Briggs too so oh that book made me that book that was like 
I still gave it three stars because I just felt like it was a positive book. If you need a positive book, you read that. But I don't recommend anybody reading that book. And that brings me into what I want to read now. Like, okay, I am still reading Children of uh, Virtue and Vengeance, but I have other books on my book list. So uh, let's go into that. And then we'll talk about other stuff. And then that'll be the end of the episode. Like, are y'all done with the end of the episode? 